Hello, welcome back to Just Too Much. This is episode 15, I think. And as the tagline goes, if they tell you you're just too much, tell them that's the point. And you know what is just too much right now? And I'm I'm like hoping someone out there can relate. If not, then I'm just going to sound so emo. But what's just too much right now is seasonal depression. I... <laughs> Let me tell you, the past couple days have been rough, man. And it's like, I feel like everyone's going through shit right now. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything. I got some energy work done the other day by my friend Ari. She does Reiki. It's my first Reiki session ever. Um, It was interesting. I, you know, I'll be honest in saying that, like, I actually really enjoy, like, Reiki ASMR videos on YouTube or whatever. Just because it's, it's, like, calming to my mind at night. Um, but of course it's like, I've never been in a real Reiki session. So it's like, when I watch people do it on YouTube, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if this is actually Reiki or if they're actually Reiki practitioners. Like they, they literally could just be waving crystals around and talking in a soft voice. And I'm like, wow, this is working. I feel great. Um, <laughs> but, um, she just like kept telling me, she's like, I just, and she, and she did a small, uh, reading, like a tarot reading for me as well. But she was like, I just, I think right now. The biggest thing you need to hear is like tap into your intuition, like get back to your creative drive. And it's funny because I've kind of started a, a project and a photo collective um, about creative drive um, or I've been thinking about creative drive for this project. And like, um, I, I don't want to say sexual energy isn't like just sex, like, oh, I'm horny all the time, which as much as that might be true. I've been thinking about it like deeper, like thinking about sensation and um, more, I let's say, let's say creation drive um, and just like divine feminine. I've been thinking about this kind of energy, um, but I don't know. I, w- I've, I have been feeling like creatively trapped for a while and like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I haven't done anything important lately, which I know like logically that's not true, but it's like. I don't know. We just get in, I, at least I get into these swings where I'm like, have I, impa- like, have I done anything to impact anyone lately? And then it's like, I go down, I go down this like mental rabbit hole where I'm like, I'm useless. Um, but so that's like currently where my mind is at. Um, she also, I laughed cause she was like, ah, I just feel too, like you haven't felt sexy in a long time. And I'm like, I live with my mom and my brother. Like, I can only feel so sexy. Like, I see, like, max three people a week, including my mom and my brother. And the the, the thing that I talk to the most is my cat. Like, I haven't been wined and dined in a long time. Like, I I went out with that guy that I've kind of been seeing a few weeks ago. But we simultaneously ghosted each other, which I was kind of glad because it's like, he was so nice. But I didn't like him. But because he was so nice, I didn't know how to, you know, end things. Um, I know, though, when I'm not interested in someone, I'm not very interesting. So maybe he just got bored of me, too. Or also, I talked about my guy friends a lot. And not even, like, weird ways. I just conversate. I don't know. Maybe he was threatened by guy friends. Or maybe it's because I talk shit about Trump. I don't know. That could have... That could have been the reasoning, too. Maybe he was like, oh... I'm not on the same page about that. I don't know. He's gone. But that's okay. I was supposed to go out with a guy this week, but he, like, just quit texting. But anyway, it goes back to, like, feeling sexy. I'm like, dude, I don't know the last time I have felt sexy. 
like, you know, a few weeks ago when my friends were in town, you know, I, I looked cute and went out. But it's like, I don't know the last time that I have felt like womanly and confident and like, here I am. I don't know. I don't, I don't know when, and it's like, I think I'm like, well, well, um, like I painted my nails red today and I was like, maybe this will help. And I'm like, yeah, that's a nice color, but like, <laughs> I'm still currently sitting on the floor in a folded up yoga mat in front of my computer saying these things. So it's like, what is it? I don't know. I know it's a mental thing and there's like some mental blocks going on there. It, it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think it's stupid when people say like, I just want someone to validate me because we all want that. Like, I'm in that mood right now where I'm like, it'd be so dope if someone texted me, like, out of nowhere, and they were like, you're hot. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, you're right, I am hot. And then top all this off, my brother deadass looked me in the eyes today. And he goes, Elizabeth, um, when are you going to consider actually being serious with someone? I almost drop kicked him out of my fucking car. I was like... It- I was like, hold up. Do you think it's purely my fault that I've been single for 25 years? Like, do you do you not think that, like, I've tried to make things happen? Like, I've had crushes? I had to... <laughs> like, okay. Let me just say, never ask a chronically single person, why are you still single? That is, like, the most suffocating question I think I could get. It's like, people... And I'm like, do you not think if I knew the answer, I would, like, do something about it? Like, I would just... It, it, maybe, maybe I am unknowingly the cause of my singleness. Maybe I am just unstable. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something to repel them off like crazy. But don't quit asking single people that have been single for a long time. Why, why are you still single? What? And it's the worst when like people in happy relationships ask you. And it's like, dude, I wish I were in your situation. I wish I felt secure every morning waking up. <laughs> Next to the love of my life. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I know he didn't mean any harm by it, but I was like, damn, that cut deep, dude. Um, But yeah, almost Christmas. I can't believe it's almost Christmas. I'm hoping Christmas brings some cheer. Although I live in Florida, it's been like 70 something and just gross. So it doesn't even feel like Christmas outside. And our oven's broken. We were going to have like a big cookie baking day and then our oven broke. <laughs> so it's like... I don't know. It's just, you can't, I just, I'm making myself laugh at it at this point. But other than that, you know, I'm just trying to check things off the to-do list. I'm trying to get back in a creative swing. Um, in the past few weeks, I have interviewed a couple people for this podcast. We, I will be sharing one of those interviews today with my friend Kinsey. Um, like I said a few weeks ago, like the, the, the whole purpose of this podcast was to talk to passionate people. Um, and I, I like to consider all my friends pretty passionate about, you know, things one way or the other. You know, I had Shelby on a few months ago, have Kinsey, have two or three more guests lined up. I'm really excited to share these interviews with you all, share the reason for why I even made the podcast in the first place. And also to give you all a break from listening to purely my voice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just was like, I want to ask people what their just too much is. Like, what, what is, what is their, they're just too much? Why, like, why do, why do people shit on them, you know? And, you know, it's, no, for the next few weeks, it's, it's not going to be any sex talk or whatever. Like, me just going off about something. Um, I don't know. I really wanted to dig deep with the people that I'm interviewing. Um, I am interviewing Kane soon. 
Shout out to Kane. Um, him, it probably will be some sex talk. I don't know. It we're <laughs> we're very like forward, no filter when we're together. So I and I think we're planning on doing like a drinking episode too. So God only knows what's gonna come out of that. But anyway, Kenzie's coming up. We talked a lot about her, um, just her love for the exploration of the outdoors and being outside and being in nature and and parks and caves honestly if you want to know about any cave or mountain or valley or river or whatever in the u.s kinsey's the girl to go to to ask her um and obviously it's not my place to share kinsey's story but knowing her for many years she's been through a lot um so i think to continue to explore passions even when it's really hard like really fucking hard (laughs) is admirable, you know? Um, and, and there's always going to be days where you feel like shit. I mean, today's one of those days for me. I know plenty of friends who are like, yeah, dude, like 70% of the time I just sit and cry and think about my life. And it's like, it's crazy. Like how common that is. Or maybe I just make friends with like mentally ill people. I don't know, (laughs) but it's like, it's wild. Like how common that is to like, think about like, I, I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, I just like spent most of my week like sleeping and crying. And it's funny because it's like I do that sometimes and I'm like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm so lazy. I'm not doing anything in life. And then it's like to realize that most people are like this or maybe they're not. Maybe again, maybe I just make friends, mentally ill people. And most of the world is like super productive and like happy to be here. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know what it's like to not be mentally ill. I don't know what it's like to not have depression and anxiety. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's super refreshing. Like, I'm sure waking up every morning, like, stoked is the best feeling. (laughs) And I know this all sounds so morbid, but I don't know what that's like. Dude, I don't, I I can't tell you the last time. Like, maybe, maybe the last time was probably, like, me being in Italy. Like, me being in Italy was the time where I was, like, I woke up every day and I was like, oh, I'm stoked. I think it's because something was new, like a dopamine rush, and like I never knew it was going to happen. I hate routine. I hate it. But anyway, I don't want to make this about me. I'm going to start the interview with Kenzie now. We recorded it a few days ago, but here it is, and I want to thank you all for listening. I'll put her um, social tags in the description of this episode if you want to follow along. Like she mentions in the episode, she is on private, so she might be a little selective, but her TikTok is public, so if you want to see her dogs and a bunch of waterfalls, follow her TikTok. But yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been Just Too Much, and now here is my interview with Kinsey. Hello, everyone. We are here with another guest, if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Kenzie. You all can't see it, but she looks absolutely terrified. And we're here with another dog, Honey, who's joining us. The other two dogs are up, so a little, little quieter. But, um, yeah, she I've known Kinsey since, like, sophomore year of high school. Yeah, about. Ironically enough, we met at church. I'm pretty sure we met actually in right before we started high school. Sometime around the beginning. Well, later day I was like, I've known Kayla for six months, and Kayla texted me after a record, and she's like, I counted. We've known each other for like eleven months, and I was like, I don't know time, but um, I was uh, became friends with Kinsey because she uh, stole Panera Bread flatware. She had a whole collection of Panera Bread flatware, and I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, 
I would never have the guts to do that. And I was like, this girl's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still have it. I mean, it's not a bad situation. Um, it reminds me of that, line, that TikTok sound that from the Lady Bird where Timothy Chalamet's like, I like what you do. It's very baller, very anarchist. That's, that's literally how I felt when you showed me that you took the bowl. I was like... Whoa, I would never do that. I was a goody two-shoes in high school. I, I didn't cuss. I, like, would even get mad at people for cussing. Like, I was that girl that's like, don't cuss. How are we friends? Because <laughs> well, I, mean, I cussed, and I stole stuff. Well, it's not like I judged you for doing it. Of course, I was maybe, I was like, wow, that's dope. I wish I had the guts to do that. I mean, look at me. I don't steal anything now, but, like, I cuss a lot and do more than I'm willing to admit. But, <laughs> anywho... Um, oh, oh, hang on. Your dog is about to pull off the entire system. Honey, no. Okay, there we go. She's settling. All right. So I've known Kinsey for a while, and I think, and I said, I always tell people that Kinsey's the type of person that I have no idea what the hell she's doing on a day-to-day basis. Like, she has a job, but, like, she'll be at her job one day and then across the country the next, and it's, I don't know. So I... I never know what's going on in your life until you tell me, and I think that's the excitement about catching up with you is because I literally never know what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> so kind of start us off, What what is your perfect day off? Like when you have that moment or time to just do something, what if you could have no restrictions and you didn't have three dogs to take care of, what's your <laughs> perfect day off? Um, and they're very large dogs, by the way. They're not small dogs. Yeah, I can't deal with the yappy ones. They're cute, but I feel like they're just purse accessories, um, <laughs> for the most part. Um, my perfect day would probably, honestly, be waking up at one in the morning and just packing my car and driving off somewhere. Sometimes I don't even know where I'm gonna go until I get there. So um, I thought you were gonna say one p.m. and I was like, yeah, sleep in, get your rest. Oh no, one a.m. Did I say 1 p.m.? No, you said 1 a.m., but I oh, thought okay. you were going to say 1 p.m. So I was like, that sounds perfect to me, just sleeping in. <laughs> no, waking up at 1 a.m., you know, when the day, I guess, technically starts. Um, and just throwing all my stuff in the back of a car and driving off to see some caves and some waterfalls. So, you know, maybe I feel like going to Tennessee or northern Georgia or screw it. Let's go to Kentucky because it's only a couple hours more. Um, and then just hit up some trails and just kind of hop from place to place, even if it's just, like, some hours in between before the next stop, eat a bunch of road snacks, tons of cliff bars. Yeah. I, I, I was there for one of Kinsey's day off, and that's pretty much, we didn't leave at 1 a.m., but I thought we were just going on, like, three or four hours, and, like, eight hours later, we ended up in, like, somewhere in Tennessee, and I was like, okay, this is (laughs) whatever. It was fun, though. It was fun, but I, I think that's I think that's something I really appreciate about you because not many people just do shit like that. So. Well, we left like the next morning after I got stung by a scorpion. She did. She got stung by a scorpion three times. <laughs> three times. It was in the bed, and it went to her, not me, and I felt bad. You thought it was stress. I did. <laughs> you thought I was just stressed. Well, she like kept being like. <laughs> Oh my god, like something sharp and I was and we were we kept looking for something, but we were looking for like a bee or a wasp or a spider and we could not find it. And I was like, "Are you just really stressed cuz like I get like sharp pains and hives when I'm really stressed?" And she's like, 
I don't think so. Like, it's, so, it's something different. And I was like, okay. And then, didn't we just finally end up throwing all the sheets off the bed and that's when we found it? Well, then I felt something sting, like, the back of my leg. And I was like, I'm not crazy. I immediately ripped off my pants and we started flinging my pants and the sheets around because you were doing homework at the table. And, um... I was like, I'm gonna find whatever it is that's hurting me. And we saw the scorpion and I just started screaming and I wasn't even, I was just like, see, there's something in this bed. Yes. And then I emailed the Airbnb host. I was like, hey, because obviously, okay, we were like in a cabin in a really like heavy wooded area. So it's like not technically the lady's fault that there's a scorpion. It's kind of like when you go camping and you can't blame someone for there being a spider. But I was just kind of like, Hey, I don't know how these things work, but if you have, like, a scorpion trap or something, like, we found a scorpion in the bed. She just put, are you guys the one in the silver car? Like, completely just disregarded what I said, and I was like, okay. But we were just in Alabama. That's, like, also the thing, is, like, we were just in Huntsville. Like, we weren't in, like, a desert or anything, or, like... And there's different types of scorpions. No, of course, for sure. I feel like if sure. you had gotten stung by a desert scorpion, I just would have lost you on that Yeah, trip. no, no, uh, definitely the 30 minutes into town before we had signal and everything else from the Airbnb definitely would have meant dead. It wasn't a desert scorpion. But, uh, it was still pretty funny, because we were just kind of like, oh. Yeah. What's going on now? I was like, do we need to go to the hospital? And you're like, no, we're fine, and then... Well, you're still standing today. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. No lasting results. So if you're going to get stung by a scorpion, go to the Alabama, Georgia area, (laughs) not the deserts. I don't know the species of scorpions, so. I think it depends on the size of their pinchers and their size of, like, their actual bodies. Because, like, the smaller the pincher, the more poisonous. Oh, really? Is what I'm pretty sure my friends were all texting me, being like, hey. But I feel like the, the smaller ones are more deadly. Small compared to what you see in the desert, though, right? Yeah, but it was like a brown one too, so it was like one of the ones that were not as not venomous. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. All right. Well, you're still here, so that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever go to an Airbnb, check your bed for a scorpion or reviews for uh, people getting stung by stor- scorpions. I th- yeah, I think I left a review, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So obviously, you love traveling and exploring. Um, and so what is the first trip you can remember where you just thought, like, wow, holy shit, like, this this is a feeling that I want to chase forever? So I definitely uh, decided to just pack my car two weeks before I requested off with work, because that was the soonest that I could, like, actually send a request off was, like, two weeks in advance. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen the mountains before fuck it, let's go. So I actually brought one of my coworkers at that time with me, and I met a friend who was friends with, like, a mutual friend, like, all growing up, but we had never met in person or anything. So I met them in person, because, um, like, actually I have a lot of friends that, like, live everywhere else other than Pensacola for the most part. Um, so really driving cross-country is when I get to see them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to see mountains, because I never – had seen some, like, actual glacier mountains. You know what I mean? Like, the real deal, the ones that people write movies about seeing and everything, not giant hills, which I feel like are the Appalachian Trail. That's mostly what I've seen. Is giant hills. Like, I was in Denver, so I saw mountains in the distance, but I've really only been close to giant hills. Yeah, and I just wanted to see, like, 
the big thing, you know? Like, and so I saw the Rockies, the Grand Tetons. I even saw, like, the closest thing to, like, a real desert at that time, which was uh, the Black Canyon of Gunnison National Park, which was also really cool. It's, like, the Grand Canyon, but instead of, like, all the reds and tans and stuff, it's, like, all black clay, and that was really interesting, especially at sunrise, so it was even really more pretty in the valley, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to see some stuff, and, you know, like, if I gave myself an excuse, then that's just what it would be at the end of the day, like, I would just continue giving excuses instead of actually doing it, so I just took that paycheck from when I decided to pay all my bills for the following month, and for that month, And then the following paycheck I just used to go on that trip. I like like when you you said I would have just kept making excuses. Because I talked, when I did the interview with Kayla the other day, we kind of talked about that. Like, I feel like as people, I mean, we're, we're always constantly, like, it's like we have the choice to constantly evolve our interests and passions and experiences. But I think that so many people... I mean, yes, it's, like, good to have a job because, you know, we have to live and make money, but I think a lot of people become numb to so many things, and people forget to just keep exploring and doing things, and it's, like, you don't always have to go across the country for a month, or, like, I did go to France, but I think I was telling Kayla, I was, like, you know, honestly, until a few months ago, really being home this time, I didn't even know I liked hiking as much as I did because I just, like, you know, I would go on little nature trails around here, but we live in Florida. Like, there's no fucking... It's not the you're same. Just, you're just walking on a wooden path. Um, or sand. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and then when I lived in Tampa, of course, there was really nothing. So, it's like, when we went on, when I went on that trip with you, and then even when I went with Shelby a few weeks ago to the Providence Canyon in Georgia, it's just... I mean, no, I didn't, like, you know, do these huge hikes, but even just being outside for a day or so at a time, like... Well, it's actual elevation, too. Yeah. Like, there's a difference. It's not walking on, like, the flattest part right. or the flattest state right. in the U.S., you know? like. And it's it's fun when you're with people doing it, too. I think it's a really good... It was awesome because, I like, there's no service out there, so it's not like either of us were texting or calling or on Instagram and, like, you're moving around, so you can't even really have your phone. Although there was this lady at the Providence Canyon, and Shelby and I were staring at her so afraid. She was climbing this really steep part, but she had a baby in her arms. And I was like, dude, if she falls... You're also not allowed to climb it. Well, not like climb, climb, like vertically, but like, you know, a steep steps up. Yeah. Where it's like, she could have still fallen on a sharp rock, and she was just like holding this almost newborn baby. And Shelby and I were just staring at her, and I was like, dude, if she goes down, that baby's like gone. Like that, and that baby has no idea what's happening right now. I guess if I was ever a mom, that would be what I would do. I'd just strap it to my back, and I'd be like, wow. No, she had it like on her chest, though. So even if she had like kind of fallen forward, boom. Oh, yeah, she would have definitely crushed it. Oh, God. That baby just was like, wow, the air is fresher out here, and I see lots of lights and sounds. And I was like, that baby could die any second, and that's really scary. Um, well, I guess we could all just die any second, though. And we could, but... But, yes, I understand like the mother, mother endangering her newborn child is a little different. I was like, I'm all Fresh for, like, out the womb. All for getting your baby out of the house and away from the <laughs> iPad, but, like... <laughs> but I was just thinking, I was like, dude, my family was never active or outside. 
and so I was like, I just never did those things. So it's been it's been cool to like evolve my interest and find that I actually really like hiking. And I I can credit credit you for being one of the one of the people for helping me find that. Aww, <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. No, no crying. Okay, so without going too into detail, obviously I I know you and I know your story and like we can say from a young age you were forced to be very independent there was a very involuntary push out of the nest if you will so how did obviously that comes with a lot of pain and grief but how did that force of independence help shape what you're interested in and passionate about now I actually like first coming to mind like I don't have an answer for that and I say that as in like I don't think that they correlate but that doesn't mean they don't right I'm just not aware of that connection I say that because you know my family didn't really have that interest either like growing up like I remember going on a couple of camping trips when I was like really little or like old youth camp trips like you know where you're like in in fifth or sixth grade and you guys are all just gonna go to Arkansas and you're gonna go swimming in like 30 degree weather and you know all that fun stuff but I mean like that was really the extent of it and it's not like it uh it's not like it continued on after I was really little Mm -hmm. so it's not like it continued going on like so I, I guess I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that's okay. I, it, I guess I admit from, like, it, like, I feel like if I had to look at, obviously not look at the things that I know about you on a surface level, because I know very deep things about you, but it's like, part of me would be like, oh, because she, like, has dealt with this grief and, like, restriction and, like, ties and things that she didn't ask for, like, maybe the sense of just being in an open area and exploration and, like, challenging yourself in that way can almost bring, like, a sort of liberation or therapy to someone. I and so maybe that's what I think, but if that's... I mean, obviously, I can't speak for you and your No, no, I know that. But I mean, like, um, I guess in a sense of, like, when I get really overwhelmed or, like, feel like everything is too much or, like, that I just can't handle stuff, I crave feeling small mm-hmm. like I crave feeling insin- insignificant in a way that like isn't harmful okay like not not a toxic way or like anything like that I mean and like the sense of driving out to the beach in the middle of the night and hearing nothing but waves and looking at the stars and realizing how freaking tiny and insignificant I am mm-hmm. you know like nothing is like actually that big of a deal And, like, you know, some people can look at that in a spiritual sense or, like, religious sense or, you know, whatever. And I just look at it as in, like, a, hey, you know, like, those stars don't know I exist. They don't care about my problems. Or, like, you know, just seeing, like, some birds, like, dancing in the waves, like, looking for shells and everything at night. Just, like, glistening by the moonlight. And it just distracts me in the sense of, like feeling like I can breathe again Mm -hmm. and I just don't have to 
Like, obviously, eventually I'll have to deal with everything, but it makes it not matter as much and, like, calms me down. Well, it's also easier to deal with things when you take yourself out of it for a second. Yeah. Like, as much as you can. Obviously, like, it's still your life and things are going on, but I feel like when you stay constantly overwhelmed and stressed, at least for me, it's like nothing productive actually comes from that state of mind for me. Right. It's just, like, more panic. So, I'm that same way, but with, like, I like actually being around a ton of people to the point where I don't matter. Like, big cities, like, I'm out, or even an airport. Like, I used to love just sitting in the airport, because it's, like... That's so much stress. Oh, my God. That's, like, if you if you gave me my worst day, like, it would be being stuck in an airport and, like, missing every flight, or I would at least feel like I'm missing every flight, like because... I'm stuck in an airport. I've been in the airport for 13 hours straight, and it's oh not God. fun. No. I'd be sitting outside. I'd be, like, sorry, I have to Uber five minutes away from this airport, and I will show up in another 12 hours. 12 and a half hours. I was in the middle of New Jersey, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on, and every, it's like every stereotype was happening, like, everyone was so angry and yelling, and I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna deal with this, um, but, no, I, it's, like, going to a big city, like, when I lived in Chicago, that was one of my favorite things, was just, like, walking around and seeing all these people, and, like, that mutual thing where, like, I don't know what's going on in their life, they don't know what's going on in my life, like, it's just kind of where I don't have to think about anything, because... No one knows me, and no one has any expectations on me in that moment. Like, I could just... Like, if I just sat and drank a coffee for two hours, no one would give a fuck, because they're just gonna walk behind me for 30 seconds and be gone. Right. So I think... I get what you're saying, but yours is more of, like, a lack of nature. Yeah. Well, you know, like, people are great, but... (laughs) I don't know. I prefer less... less people people oh yeah no i i enjoy that but i like to visit that you know what i mean like i don't want it to be my day-to-day life but i i guess being like in the service industry and stuff like that you just get exhausted and drained and you start to hate people but that's besides the point so i'm like yeah take take me away from all that but i enjoy people watching it's just like if i visit a town like or a city Mm -hmm. like you know on my way through other things, because, like, if I do drive to Georgia, like, you know, I love Helen, I'll go to, like, you know, I'll stop by Atlanta, see an aquarium, you know, lots of children and people there to watch, besides the fish and the sharks, great new shark exhibit, by the way, but, you know, that kind of thing, so. Looking for a shark exhibit, go to Atlanta. Yes, they have a new one, very, very nice, lots of sharks. So... And along the way, despite stuff with family, and you know, you've gotten a couple of car accidents that haven't been kind to your body by any means. I I feel like I think you've maintained a good sense of passion and and motivation because I know, at least for me and a lot of other people, when those sort of things happen, it's like kind of like I was saying earlier, you just get trapped in this like numb sense, and you get trapped in this like. And not saying that you haven't had that, like, sensation either, but I, at least from an outside point of view, it's like, even, I know the things that are going on in your life, but I also still see you continue to do things that you love, and I think a lot of people get trapped up, and if shit goes wrong, it's like, they stop everything that they love, so I mean, like, I don't know, I guess, what is your kind of inner dialogue with that, and, like, kind of taking grief and and pain and but being like okay i you know i I still can't sit my life on the sidelines no matter um i mean most definitely i have put it on hold for longer than i normally
normally would, because normally I'd be going on a trip, what, like, every two weeks, like how everything was before COVID and before that first car accident, because basically COVID happened in March for everybody, like, the shutdowns for, like, not working and stuff for a lot of people, um, but my car accident happened, like, the very beginning of May, right after I bought my new car, and I didn't get to do any traveling for, like, six months. Like, basically, the first time that I actually, like, traveled, because I couldn't do anything. I was, like, if I wasn't at work, which I didn't even actually meet the requirements to do my actual job, I would just lay in bed, and I was very miserable Mm -hmm. and very sad and feeling very stuck, and I still feel that way now with this other accident that's, like, happened, but it's just a little different. Like, after Sally hit, I was kind of forced to go out. Because, one, I'm not married, I don't have kids, and when the hurricane happened, you know, everybody's, like, waiting in line for food, because I wasn't prepared, like, really anybody. Like, you know, like, nobody was thinking they were going to have a Category 3 hurricane rip through. And I had a full tank of gas, because I always get a full tank before a storm. Like, I was just taught that, at least as a kid. Like, hey, always do this. Because so that way I'm not in the line at a gas station where everybody's running out of gas. People bring, like, ten gas tanks Yeah, and they'll bring, like, their freaking lawnmowers and, like, everything else. It's like, cutting their lawn right after? (laughs) Yeah, like, you're, you need to move branches, sir. You don't need to mow your lawn. Uh, But, um, I woke up and, of course, everything was closed because, like, all the roads are closed and everything else and I was just kind of like, you know, my friend, Maddie, she lives in Huntsville. She was just like, hey, yeah, why don't, why don't you just come up here for the week? My job was shut down because I work on the beach, or, like, at that time I did. So, like, if, you know, them saying that they're closed for a week, I'm like, right. man, they're never closed. Yeah. I guess I'm going out of town. I was like, I guess I'm going to go hiking. I, so I threw all my Waffle stuff. that's why House is the backbone of our country. They never close. That's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were open, although I was not, not at that party. I uh, threw a different party and... drove right on up and then we went hiking to a bunch of different waterfalls so that was a lot of fun um but that was basically the first time that I did like an actual trip it was more of an evacuation like after the sense because I was just like yeah you know I don't have any power water or food I guess I should leave (laughs) yeah but I think even taking the first step of just saying yes to something because like I've talked about this podcast before, but I'm obsessed with the Yes Theory channel and the whole thing is saying yes to more, you know, and I I think when people, especially I've done this, get in ruts and get in these weird funks where you feel like you're just like suffocating or you don't want to get out of bed for days and it's like, people would try to help me and be like, oh, like, do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do this? And it's like, I just got stuck for so long and kept saying, no, 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 I'm fine. And so I think even just have making a decision to say yes to something for the first time after like going through something that's hard is like a huge step and it feels like it like, feels good when you're actually doing it but at least for me the like getting there and actually making yourself do it it like sucks half the time because you're like I don't want to do this I don't want to get out it's like going to the gym but, like on a very small scale it's like actually getting there no I know what you mean because like with this second accident my body's a whole lot worse and like before I used to drive like 18 hours in a day and be like, okay, I just need a hour nap and then I'll just keep going. You know, like it didn't bother me at all. Like I could just 
be the Energizer Bunny and just keep going. But ever since, like, the first one, it's like, okay, I can maybe last two hours in a car, you know? Might have to stop, might have to put the heater on, might have to do a bunch of stretches, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, like, worked up a little bit from then. But then, like, since this other one, it's, I mean, it just varies. I mean, like, spinal injections are no joke. And it's like, oh, she doesn't have any broken bones. But, I mean, you're familiar with, like, people having chronic pain and stuff in your life. And it's not fun. Like, you know, people just don't understand when you're just like, yeah, no, I'm, like, an immense mental pain and uh I just can't handle it and they're just kind of like but you're fine like I'm looking at you like you can stand you know like and it's like you have no idea I can't feel my arms and legs right now right I mean it's the same with my mom and she cleans house because my mom has fibromyalgia for those who don't know and yeah it's like even it even took my brother and I a while to like really wrap our heads around it because it's like well, mom, you've been laying in bed for three days. Like, you should have the energy by now to, you know, go with us to go somewhere. And she's like, you don't, like, every move I make is just so painful and hurts. And Yeah, it's pretty unbearable. And it's really scary because it's like, okay, do I take the meds that they give me? But then it's like, you know, I don't yeah. want to rely on these meds. Yeah. And, like, you know, when this all started happening, I was 24. Yeah, I shouldn't be getting the spinal injections of 80 year olds yeah. I don't want to be the youngest person in the doctor's office if you know what I mean and they're just kind of like are you here to pick up your grandparents and I'm like I'm the patient can you please move over so I can sit down yeah. no I've seen the evil side of medication too because my mom is on so many medications and has been on it for so long that like because she tried medicinal marijuana she's tried like different things to help and like Nothing helps the pain anymore because she's been on such a high dose of, like, painkillers for so long that her body's just like, nothing works anymore. And I'm absolutely terrified of that because, like, they have prescribed me stuff and it's like, you know, I'm taking a lot of this or I'll even take, like, double dose, like, just to see if, like, you know, they're just prescribing it too low or something and it's like, I feel nothing and I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God, this is not good. But, I mean... You don't just stop, like, being sad or anything about all of it. You just kind of realize, like, hey, I'm going to be in pain either way, so I might as well be doing something that I actually enjoy instead of, like, just clocking in or sitting around. Like, I was always somebody that was, like, outside and, like, trying to do stuff or working a lot. I Trust me, I was a workaholic. But... You know, like, you could give me a list of 300 movies, and I might have seen 12 of them growing up. Like, I've still never seen Harry Potter. I've still never seen Lord of the Rings. Like, there's a lot of things that a lot of people will get very mad that I've never seen, and I kind of refuse to at this point. But it's just, like, I feel glued to the TV nowadays, like, just because there's not really much for me to do otherwise, because it does cause a lot of pain, and then it's just kind of like... Well, there's Feeling no trapped. Time to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that would be like higher on my list than like some, quite a few other movies. Maybe I'll finally see The Godfather or something, you know. I didn't see Lord of the Rings until like two summers ago, and then I just binged all of them in like a weekend because they were so good. 
I'd only seen the bloody parts because that's all my cousin had showed me growing up when I was like six. <laughs> he would like turn on all the battle scenes where they're just like hacking each other's bodies apart and then turn off the TV. So I never knew the storyline. I never knew what Wait, was... there's a storyline to Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> I just thought they made like a bunch of them for fun. Maybe. I thought it was for like to show the South Island of New Zealand. Probably. I mean, that might be like aesthetically why everyone watches it. You know, I think that would be the only reason that I would watch it now. And for the comfort for you, you know, like to yeah. well, feel like Orlando you talked Bloom me looks into good something. As Legolas, so Wait, he's in that? Yeah, he plays Legolas. Oh. He has like the long blonde hair. He's like an elf. I think. Oh, that sounds pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so I guess the kind of same question that I asked Kayla, and I kind of want to ask everyone that I have on what, like, what is your just too much? Because I think that's the point of this podcast is like, I think, and I've told you this before personally. Passionate people get a bad rap sometimes because it's like, yeah, we can be fucking annoying about what we love and what we do, but I think that's what makes people really cool is because I like my friends who don't shut up about things that they like. So, I mean, what what is your what do you think your just too much is? Um, definitely talking about the outdoors, like talking about different trails that I could recommend you or like different sightseeing places, I guess you could say, like. I could give you a list of at least 50 different waterfalls that I've seen, like, in the last few years, and um, tell you why each one is great, and, like, what are the things that you're probably going to see along these trails, and, like, how far it is from this place, and I'm like, oh, you have 12 hours in this to, like, do something? You could go to these six different spots, and then you can eat lunch here, and then you can also go over here, but don't forget to stop by here, here, and here, but you're probably going to lose service over here. And I'll be like, it's it's the perfect day. And they're like, we just wanted one hike, yeah. Kenzie. We wanted one nice 30 to 45 minute hike. Not like eight hours of hiking with six different destinations. Spending seven hours in the car with Kenzie is like a blur of hearing like the names of natural attractions in the U.S. And like I genuinely try to listen. and like, But like by like hour three, I'm like, ah. And then you're like, you'll, you'll like go back to a conversation I'm like fuck what state was that again I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like okay we've covered Alabama Georgia Tennessee but no I love how like cause you I don't not many people know that like I've never met anyone else that's like let, like everyone's just like the Grand Canyon and like your Joshua Tree and like which is cool I'm sure but it's like I've never met anyone else oh it's else stunning that, it's so yeah. beautiful there Joshua Tree is definitely underrated because like before I went I was just like oh yeah you know these ugly looking trees like this must be cool i thought it was cooler than death valley i just i guess when i think joshua tree now i think of like kid cuddy and all the celebrities that just go out there and do psychedelics like joshua tree's like huge for that now like just oh i wouldn't know i don't know he's just like i don't even know but it's just like anytime i hear about joshua tree it's just like about some rich celebrity going and doing psychedelics you know i'm not surprised and maybe one day i will try them myself and maybe i'll go to joshua tree and maybe i'll run into some, some really cuddy. nice people there all and he's doing text the same me and thing be like, guess who i'm with right now i'm with kid cuddy in a tent and i'll stream it somehow yeah it's like i i don't I wouldn't know Kid Cudi if he walked beside me. Like, I obviously know who Kid Cudi is, and I know his music, but it's like, I don't think I've looked at his face long enough that if he, like, walked beside me, I'd be like, that's Kid Cudi. Like, I saw a video the other day, and I was like, oh, look at Frank Ocean, and then someone in the comments was like, Kid Cudi, and I was like, see, I don't... What? No, I mean, like, I don't even know the difference. But so, like, my what is more like, oh, I didn't know that they looked similar. 
but I also maybe I'm just like no I mean I also don't know what anybody looks like like it's funny because I'll listen to somebody's music for years and everything and I don't watch music videos I feel like that ruins songs for me because Mm -hmm. I have my own vision for the song and then I see theirs and I'm like but this song is so much deeper than that. Yeah. Why did they put this on the screen? And then I just get mad, so I decided a long time ago that I was not going to watch them because it's better for everyone, and there's no point of disappointing somebody for no reason. Can't so. also really good about knowing the, like, tragic reason behind every sad song that's been written. I mean, She will give you, like, you a know. full artist biography, and it's like, this is what happened <laughs> to them when they were five years old and what inspired it. Uh, but I do that, too, with the bands that I like. I just know more about, like, them i'll be like yeah they went to like arby's yesterday and people are like how do you know that and like well i keep up religiously with people that i like on instagram i guess it's like that with me but not instagram because i still don't know what they look like so it doesn't make any sense because it's like oh yeah i know all this about them but you can give me five photographs and i will think it's all the same (laughs) i won't like be like oh that's them you know but i guess i just get passionate about the things that i like and I know a lot of weird, nerdy facts that I just like researching my spare time on. If you also want to know about things. bugs, she can't, I mean, obviously can't see it, but her whole like right arm is a patchwork sleeve of different bugs and insects and snakes. And I get really tattooed cool. next week, and I'm getting a mallard. A nice a duck. duck. Where? Like the one uh, hanging in my... Yeah, she has oh, taxidermy yeah, I... ducks right above us. Yeah, a nice mallard and his lady. I also have a buck, but I have nowhere to hide, like hang it right now. But um, where are you getting your duck at? I'm getting it on my thigh next to my possum. <laughs> it's hissing and it says gross. <laughs> and then I have my scorpion tattoo, which I had way before that. Uh, See, that's why it stinging. Well, you know what? It's it stung me on all the arms and the other leg that I don't have a scorpion tattoo on. So it's kind of like wow. It made Thanks. its other mark. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to wrap us up, do you have any adventures planned for 2022 that you can reveal to us? I have a lot of plans, but kind of like this year, I feel, I don't know. I guess like it depends on how things go with like the doctor and stuff, but I really want to go to Utah really bad. She's converting to Mormonism. Oh my God, no. I left the religious world a long time ago, but, um, yeah, nobody likes the Mormons. You gotta join something fun, like Satanism. I'm just, like, appalled by the whole soaking concept. Like, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, you've never heard. It's, like, basically, okay. Now I'm scared. From my understanding, this is what I've, like, heard from TikTok, is, like, young Mormons, they, like, aren't allowed to have sex. But there's, like, some loophole where it's, like, the guy can go inside the girl and just, like, lay on her, basically. And you don't, but if there's, like, you don't move in and out like you would in sex. You just lay there. Well, it sounds like most white guys anyways. It doesn't really sound (laughs) anything different. if you have a really good friend, they jump on the bed to, like, get the body moving. So it's, like, not them technically having sex. It's, like, the friend. I don't know. I... Yeah, I saw, like, a few soaking jokes on TikTok, and I was like, what is this? And then I looked it up. So, I don't know. why did you, like a why did you want to tell me this? Why, and why, <laughs> why am I forced to know this now? No, that is, um, not what I'm going to Utah for. I can definitely say that. No, I wanted to move there next year, but, you know, we'll see. 
you know, it might be a couple years from now due to the housing market and all that fun stuff. But, um, I want to get better into rock wall climbing and stuff, which obviously is dangerous, but you know, screw it. Screw it. It's better than going to a gym. I mean, like, you're working out way more parts of your body. It's a lot more fun. It's more interactive. And I don't feel like I'm just doing a bunch of squats, even though I'm putting my ankles where my shoulders are. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I just find it more exciting. I've tried rock climbing, and I just sat on the ground and pet the dog that was at the gym. Oh. And just cheered on the people that were up in the sky. Cause well, you can cheer I, me on anytime you want. I have terrible upper body strength, so I could Well, I have definitely, like, lost it a lot. Like, I used to be really good at it because I used to carry those huge trays, like, at my job. Like, we weren't even allowed to use tray jacks, which is insane. Because they're, like... 20 to 30 pound trays and you're just carrying them up and down i had like huge arms and the rest of me is not muscular in any sense so it's just kind of like why does this girl have small arms <laughs> and why is her right arm so much more swollen than her left is it the tattoos or does she just use that hand for everything yeah. and it's like a little bit of both ma'am a little bit of both well, I'm personally excited to keep up with your ventures, and when I post this on Instagram, I'll tag you if anyone else wants to keep up with your cross-country adventures. Yes, although my account is private, so <laughs> I will be selective on <laughs> who watches my adventures. It's a vetting process, but, well, thank you for joining me, and your dogs are about to blow through the cages in the other room. Yeah, so. I'm really hoping they're not uh, showing out too much on the recorder, because, you they're know. They're fine. If you hear small Yeti whimpers. and Moa just want to say hi. They're eight-month-old babies, and they just want to love you. And I definitely post about them, so yeah, definitely. Your TikTok, they can follow your TikTok, which is is that private? Yeah, too? no, no, that's not private. Okay. So I guess they can follow my TikTok if nice. they're interested in lots of dog that. videos. There are some dog videos, and there are some hiking videos. So I guess yeah. that's all it was. Well, thank you. Of course. And everyone that's listening, thank you for listening. Do you want to say say goodbye? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.